had a stroke. Physical therapy for your pet is working. And Chattanooga has a veterinarian by the name of Dr. David Levine, who was one of the nation's top experts in the field. He's right here in Chattanooga. He works at Veterinary Care and Specialty Group on Broad Street. It's so good to have you on the show, David. I had a chance to meet you yesterday, and uh, I'm, I'm glad you're here. And you know what? It seems people will do anything, especially when it comes to physical therapy for their animals, now more than ever. Oh, absolutely. And let me uh, say it was wonderful to meet you yesterday. And, and I have to say, uh, you really hit it during the workout. We so, were working uh, out Jed and together. I work out at the same gym. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know you till you introduced yourself. So thank you, doctor. Well, well, and my background is actually in physical therapy. I did go through a vet- veterinary technology program. Uh, I have a PhD as well as a doctorate in physical therapy. But that is actually my background from the human side, but I have worked with the vet school at UT Knoxville for about 30 years now. It, this seems to so work. We, uh, I mean, people, yeah. pe- I mean, you know, it's so cool that I walked into your facility and you see the uh, the dogs in the pool walking on a treadmill. I mean, this is, uh, I mean, people are not stopping when it comes to taking care of their animals. No, I think just like on the human side, we want to try to maintain optimal fitness and we want to try to help our pets live the best quality life uh, possible. And we do have a wonderful underwater treadmill. We have a regular pool. We have a whole team that works in sports medicine and rehabilitation for pets. Okay. I'd love to shout out to the team of Ashley and Caitlin and Amber. And we have a whole crew that uh, that is what we're devoted to. Let me ask you this question. When a dog is in pain, of course they can't tell you they're in pain. Do they shake? Do they, uh, will they growl? Is their tail not wagging? What's that? What's the sign that your dog is in pain? Well, there's a lot of behavioral changes that we might see. It might be, you know, a change in, in you know, their, their mood, their affect, how they're sleeping. Uh, but a lot of times we see it in inability to maybe get up and down stairs. Uh, not, not doing the things that they used to do. Maybe they, you know, don't want to go for a walk anymore. Uh, those are some of the, you know, more kind of small things we might look for, but shaking might be a sign of pain. It might also be a, a sign of muscle weakness. So, uh, you know, that is, that is part of what we do in rehab is try to assess pain and then also figure out what we need to do for adequate pain control. Dr. Levine, of course, is a uh, is a veterinary expert when it comes to physical therapy and your animals. Let me ask you this question. Um, why are some breeds susceptible to having uh, hip dysplasia or or difficulties in joints? Uh, is that is that just been happening for generations? Well, I think breeding has, uh, you know, selective breeding where. You know, there are uh, certain traits that are genetic. We see certain breeds that have a lot more um, injuries to the spinal cord, certain breeds that have a lot more hip dysplasia, elbow dysplasia. So you know, part of it is, is breeding. I mean, the, uh, if we go back, you know, uh, thousands of years, we, we pretty much had, you know, these mixed breed hounds that were in some ways maybe a bit more hardy. But some of the traits that people like to see, maybe uh, – some of the dogs that are chondrodystrophic, you know, these miniature dogs, that also has some, some issues as well.
you know, we see a lot of labradoodles in this community. Are, are we doing a disservice to the animal population by doing this, this, this type of breeding? Are they, like you said, they're just, are they not as hardy as they once were or sturdy? I think, you know, well, I, I certainly wouldn't want to say that. I think, you know, the, we, when, when animals are, when they're bred, you know, they, they really look at how many generations apart they are, you know, just like, you know, people talk about inbreeding with, you know, in, in, in some subsect, you know, sections of, uh, different countries. So the good breeders will make sure they're not related within, you know, multiple generations of each other and, and then, you know, there's also removing dogs that have had really bad hips or certain medical problems from that breeding pool. So not breeding ones that have problems that are going to be passed down genetically. Dr. David so Levine. working with a reputable breeder, I think that's kind of the key. Yeah, and how do you know if it's a reputable breeder? I mean, how, uh, how can you tell that, that what you're buying is, uh, is quality? Well, there are a lot of records. Um, there are, you know, different, you, you've heard about maybe dogs having their papers. And, yes. and that may, you know, include those, you know, the line that the dog came from. It might also include, uh, there's a lot of different tests that may occur. For example, for hip dysplasia, uh, there are kind of two common tests that are looked at for hip laxity, which can cause hip dysplasia. The one is called the pen hip. One is the OFA. Hmm. So these are tests that kind of screen for these things. So, um, you know, working working with someone that's been doing it for a long time and not just, you know, uh, saying that they're a breeder, but, you know, having an organized plan. Um, for example, you know, they dogs for things like um, guide dogs for the blind, they actually breed their own dogs. They have uh, veterinarians on site there that are full-time that work in their breeding. Wow to make sure they get dogs that are going to be the healthiest and that are going to be able to work with that person for the longest period of time. Is it, are you, would you say, I'm just asking, would you say that uh, mutts or mixed breed animals, ones that you would find maybe at a shelter, do better, don't require as much physical therapy as, as full bred animals, or you can't say that? They're tougher. They're tougher. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that would be really a bit of a stretch, but, I, you know, I wouldn't limit it to rehabilitation or physical therapy. I would say, you know, every breed has certain things that it is maybe higher in or lower in in terms of, you know, conditions that might emerge. So, you know, I mean, you know, right now I know there's a lot of popularity in Frenchies. Well, you know, they have certain problems that, you know, are, are, are more common to Frenchies. Great breed, and, you know, when we see a ton of them, um, but, you know, they, for example, are more prone to some spinal cord problems. Wow. All right, uh, Dr. David Levine, he is at uh, Veterinary Care and Specialty Group on Broad Street. Your goal is to, uh, and like humans, is to not have an animal rely on medication for the rest of uh, the pet's life. True? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, you know, having the pet managed on as little medication as possible is always a goal, just like on the human side. And, you know, in, in people, for example, you might work out too hard today and pop a couple ibuprofen. And, you know, dogs' GI systems in general are 
they they react. They're not as is it's e- not as easy for them to do that. They're more prone to GI upset. So we do want to minimize medication as much as possible. We never want to give dogs you know just our medications like our home medications. You always want to have specific ones for for dogs. But I think our goal is really to maximize quality of life and function, um, whether it's post-operatively for a cruciate or a disc uh, herniation or it's a dog that has a degenerative disease. We want to maintain quality of life, keep them healthy as long as possible. And I think like humans, obesity is also a big problem in dogs. And uh, that that plays havoc on on the animal's joints. Is there... Is there, if you had to, is there an aspirin that a human takes that a dog could take or just don't even go there? Yeah, I'd say we we won't even go there. Talk to your veterinarian and see, because every dog is a little bit different, too. And, you know, most medications in the veterinary world are by body weight. You know, people Mm -hmm. are a bit more similar in terms of body weight. But you can have a dog that is, for example, you know, 10 pounds and one that's 200 pounds and the dosage is going to be by body weight more more so than you know in people where we just pop a couple ibuprofen which we don't want to do for dogs this yeah. person says i get mine drunk when, he's, you know, when he has a lot of pain how how often do you see addison's disease in dogs this is a texter uh, wants pretty, to know yeah it's a, it's an interesting one that you bring up addison's is you know uh pretty common there's a lot of metabolic diseases that are seen uh pretty often um uh, you know going back to obesity though i think that that has really increased over the past twenty years in veterinary medicine it's hmm. it's something that you know now we we see a lot more of we actually you know we work with Pets for weight loss, uh, you know, devising a, an exercise program, looking at caloric uh, intake, and, you know, it's not necessarily a Weight Watchers for dogs, but a similar type of thing. I, I think most people think when they let their dogs out, they run around and they get a lot of good exercise. Mm-hmm. And some do, but a lot of them just kind of sit there and wait for you to open the door and come on back in. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what? This person says pet physical therapy, question mark, really? I think this person needs to go down to Broad Street and check out the veterinary care and specialty group and just see how amazing it is at at what happens to these dogs. Why should an animal, why should an animal live in pain? I mean, where is the empathy that, why would anybody even write that question? Do you want the animal to be in pain? I think, you know, it, it is a relatively new area, maybe in the past 30 years, but, you know, we probably do uh, 20 wheelchairs a year for dogs that are paralyzed. Yeah. And, you know, some people would also say, well, just put the dog down. Uh, but the people that have dogs that are living a good quality life in a wheelchair, they understand it. So, you know, I, I you know, it, it, it's, it is what it is. And, um, you know, until someone is walking in that, in their shoes of having a paralyzed dog and wanting to keep it healthy and mobile, they may not, you know, totally get that. So well, no judgment. Uh, which is a better breed to own as far as healthcare is concerned, large breed or small breed? And then we got to go. What's your, what's your oh answer? Oh my gosh. That, yeah, that, that, that's a question you could debate for weeks. So I, I think, you know, it's, uh, you know, working with a good breeder, finding a dog that is, you know, 
compatible with your lifestyle, indoor, outdoor, how much exercise it needs, just do all the homework you can. And, you know, the, the smaller breeds live longer, but that that's just one tiny thing. So. Yep. Uh, uh, oh, I got, I got one question. Is there a diff- all the stuff on the market now, the premium type dog foods, does it make a difference? Is there really a big difference between, I don't know, Blue Buffalo and, you know, the rot gut? You know, Arena, whatever. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Great question. Yeah, and that's another question we could probably spend a few weeks on. Gosh, these are, we these got are 30 great seconds. questions. Um, you know, they all ha- they all have analysis done. So, you know, we we first probably from the veterinary side would look at any allergies to any of the ingredients. And I think that's where we would start before we get into brand because I think uh-huh. it's it's looking at, you know, that dog's nutritional requirements. Do they have skin problems? Do they have kidney problems, yep. and then we really look at special diets. Well, so, too controversial to get into uh, in, in a minute. <laughs> gotcha. D- Dr. David Levine, it's just a pleasure having you on. We are so fortunate to have you in our area in Chattanooga, a physical therapy expert when it comes to animal care. He works at Veterinary Care and Specialty Group on Broad Street, and uh, I'll see you at the gym. And David, I just appreciate your professionalism. It was great to have you on, sir.